With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to The Air Raid Hour with host Judge Mathis, dog, Tilt Money, dog, presented by the fine folks over at the Cover One Sports Network, dogs, Bill's Mafia, let's go! Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Air Raid Hour, Buffalo Bill's pregame show brought to you by picasso's pizza and the cover one sports network my name is steve mathis you can find me on twitter at judge mathis joined as always by my co-host dave tilton you can find him on twitter at tilt money this week the 12 and 3 buffalo bills take on the 11 and 4 cincinnati Bengals on monday night football a win and the bills continue to control their destiny for the number one seed in the afc before we get into this pregame, uh, one note, again, we have to sort of tape delay this show because we have some uh, things that we have to do tomorrow uh, afternoon before the Buffalo Bills. So we can't do the traditional pregame show. So you'll notice that there's no inactive list stra- sprawling across the bottom. The inactives come out tomorrow. We'll talk about the injuries and such. Um, but this is on tape delay. So feel free to have that conversation in the in the comment section. And don't worry, we're not ignoring you and we're not putting your great comments up on the screen but i just want to say too that completely unprompted the cincinnati Bengals fans have been loud and obnoxious uh in my mentions this week on various different social media platforms um this week i don't just want a victory i i sort of need a victory on my night football to shut some of these Bengals fans up how are you feeling uh heading into this Bengals week dave i've been avoiding those uh interactions with Bengals <laughs> fans and I got enough of dealing with that nonsense between the Dolphins fans and the Chiefs fans at various points in time during the season. So for me, um, and even I got into it with a couple Bears fans who didn't like some of the Mm -hmm. things I said about Justin Fields. I digress. I've been staying away (laughs) from uh, I've been staying away from kind of getting into those um, conversations with Bengals fans because. Look, I do feel like Bengals fans do have somewhat of a gripe and somewhat of a mm-hmm. uh, like a NC State complex, like I do here with uh, <laughs> with NC State. When when talking about NC State, Duke, and and UNC, like NC State's always the third team. 
the Bengals seem like they're kind of the third team in the discussion behind the Chiefs and the Bills. And to their credit, they have beaten the Chiefs, right? And they had they did go to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. last year, but each season's different and, and team, you know, teams and, and coaches and players are different. And, and this game still means a ton for the Bengals and for the Bills. And so for me, I generally don't have any disdain for the Bengals as a team. I, I like Joe Burrow. I like a yeah. lot of their players, but obviously this week we, we got to win. We got to win this game. Yeah. I've got nothing but respect for the Bengals as a team. I think they're a, a really good football team. They have a lot of really exciting football players. You could tell this week in watching some of the Bengals players be interviewed, whether it was by Bengals beat reporters or by bills beat reporters, they were sort of, feeling disrespected uh, mm-hmm. by the national media and the national narrative heading into yep. this game. Oh, do you guys have a chance to prove yourselves this week? The Bengals fan or the Bengals players were upset about it. They were getting a little chippy about it in some of their interviews. So they're going to have a chip on their shoulder heading into this game. And it's probably going to be one of the more exciting primetime football games that you're going to see this year. And it might be one, it might go down. This, this game could legitimately go down as an all timer on Monday night. I've never seen a matchup of two juggernauts like this heading this late into the football season. Um, and the weather should be great. Looking at the weather report for tomorrow, which is Monday when this show is airing, it's going to be in the fifties light wind. So neither of those things, the the temperature or the wind should be a factor, but there is a high probability of rain. So there might be some precipitation on the field. It'll be interesting to see what kind of role that might play on the, uh, on the game injury reports. It's pretty clean for both teams. Milano, Phillips, Basham, Knox, and Jones are all good to go for the Buffalo Bills, despite being limited in some way, shape, or form in practice this week. No injury designations for them. Jordan Poyer is questionable with a knee slash elbow. He's likely to go just like he did last week. So again, outside of our guys on IR and the fact that a ton of our players are dinged up because there's still a laundry list of injuries, a laundry list of LPs this week, This is the healthiest the Bills have been in quite a while. And then you look at the Bengals injury report. They get Hayden Hurst back from a calf injury, which is big for them. Mm -hmm. Sam Hubbard is a game time decision listed as questionable with a calf injury. He was limited in practice all week. So they're relatively healthy outside of their guys who are on IR. It's a true 50-50 game. It's going to come down to sort of coaches, game planning, uh, players executing, and timely plays like that's going to be the difference. What are your initial thoughts before we sort of dive into the specifics of this matchup? Yeah. As far as the injuries are concerned on the Bills side, right. Um, you know, rewind the last few years and the bills have been one of the healthier teams in the league, obviously the Trey white injury last year, but by and large, the bills have avoided major injuries um, mm-hmm. and haven't gone into the postseason with a, a ton of concern, I would say, on that front. This year, it seems to be a mixture of both major injuries, obviously with Von Miller, and a lot of things that have kept guys out here and there or just have continuously had guys on the injury list. So for me, my initial thoughts are I really think the Bills need the bye week mm-hmm. on top of obviously just wanting to win the game for, for health reasons, right? And this would go a long way into obviously getting that extra week of rest from an injury standpoint, I think this team really could use that extra week to get guys back, especially for some of these injuries that are more on like the, the shorter to medium term where that extra mm-hmm. week really could do a lot of, a, a lot of good. And then on the Bengals front, you know, 
they have obviously missed Jamar Chase in the middle parts of the season with that hip issue. You mentioned they get Hayden Hurst back. It's really the first time in a long time that the Bengals have had their full allotment of their top four receiving threats on the mm. field together at the same time between Chase Higgins, um, Boyd, and Hurst, and then obviously mixing back there. So Bengals getting healthy too here for the first time in a while. They're going to have their full complement of offensive weaponry with their sort of improved offensive line over the course of the mm. season. So it really is going to be an epic game. And I, I just hope that the game lives up to it, right? There's a lot of hype around this game mm -hmm. to juggernauts. And I just, I, I hope it ends up being either a good game or the bills blow out. Like, like <laughs> there was that one ESPN prediction that produced the bills to win like 37 to nine. I looked yeah. at it. I was like, yeah. what? like we don't <laughs> need to give the weird. Bengals whatever computer punched that number. We don't need to give the Bengals that kind of, bulletin board material yeah, yeah. before you break down the specifics of the buffalo bills offense versus the bengals defense this show is brought to you by picasso's pizza four great locations in williamsville west seneca lancaster and blaisdell buffalo pizza since 1980 you can order online at picassospizza.net and if you're an out-of-towner like us you can even get it mailed to your home and i can tell you from experience it's just as good as getting it fresh from the restaurant again that is picasso's pizza dot net all right looking at the buffalo bills offense versus the Bengals defense there's a lot of name players on this Bengals defense from left to right on their defensive line if sam hubbard plays you got sam hubbard dj reader bj hill trey hendrickson that's a stout starting defensive line right there they have two really young exciting linebackers in jermaine pratt an nc state guy we loved him coming out in the draft a couple of years ago and Logan Wilson, a Wyoming guy, Josh Allen's teammate at Wyoming, two budding stars at linebacker, a duo that can sort of hold up with the likes of Milano and Edmonds in terms of, of, of where they are respected in terms of the league. These are two young up-and-coming linebackers who are pushing towards that uh, Milano-Edmonds threshold. In the secondary, obviously losing a Wouzier early in the season with the torn ACL was huge for them. So now it's Eli Apple and Cam Taylor-Britt at corner, Mike Hilton in the nickel, they have Von Bell, Jesse Bates. Dax Hill played one snap last week, so they haven't really been using Dax Hill, their first-round pick, a lot. But he is obviously back there as well. DVOA-wise, they're 14th overall, 14th versus the pass, and 14th versus the rush, where the Bills on offense are third in DVOA, third in passing, 11th in rushing. What are your initial thoughts on the matchup between the Bills' offense and this Bengals' defense? Yeah, I mean, the Bengals are just really solid front to back overall, like you mentioned. I mean, that that mm -hmm. defensive line, DJ Reader, you know, that free agent signing was huge for them a couple years back. And then obviously mm -hmm. they got Trey Hendrickson uh, as well in free agency. I mean, look, they're not, um, you know, they're not a huge sack outfit, right? They're They have the fourth fewest sacks as a team in the entire NFL, but they're really stout like you mentioned, and they're mm -hmm. just solid all around. They're not going to have, you know, huge sack numbers. And we kind of liken this to the Bills defensive line, maybe from a year or two years ago when we weren't getting huge sack numbers necessarily from individual guys, but we were pretty solid. Um, and those two linebackers, like you mentioned, um, obviously mm. big affinity for me to, to, to Jermaine Pratt. Um, really, he's the top coverage linebacker per PFF in the entire league. So he's right up there with a guy like Edmonds. Like I think that comparison as far as that duo 
being up and coming comparable to to Edmonds and, and Milano is fair. And the secondary, like you said, losing a Wouzier is kind of uh, kind of going to be an issue or has been an issue for them. And we're going to talk about that in a bit more detail. But the secondary is probably the area where you're going to have to kind of exploit the Bengals the most, specifically on the outsides, because this Bengals defense, for as much as Joe Burrow and that offense get a lot of love, their defense Mm -hmm. is pretty stout. And like you said, 14th overall, 14th pass, 14th against the rush in defense, DVOA. They're just solid all around. They're not super spectacular Mm -hmm. anywhere, but they're very solid and they're very capable of putting together a, a good game. Yeah, looking at some of their defensive tendencies, you mentioned not a very high sack rate. They're mostly a a nickel-based defense. They switch it up, and they're pretty exotic with their front seven, whether it's like 3-2-5 or 3-3-5, or I'm sorry, 4-2-5 or 3-3-5. So they do give some mixed looks, and and they do get pretty exotic up front. But at the end of the day, they mostly drop a lot of those guys back into coverage. A couple of anomalies, seventh most in the league in 3-2-6 sets in the league, so bringing out that sixth defensive back. Uh, seven man box 34% of the time, which is ninth most in the NFL, a stacked box 24% of the time, which is seventh most in the NFL, 11th most man coverage in the league at 31%, 50% too high shells, which is only 19th in the league. And they led the league in three man. They lead the league, excuse me, in three man rushes at a 14% usage rate. So they don't blitz often 22nd in the league and in, in their number of of actual design blitzes, but it's a lot of guys in the box, a lot of guys around the line of scrimmage, but they don't often rush. So they're going to be giving Josh Allen some different looks, some looks that the Miami Dolphins were very similar in the way where they crowded the line of scrimmage, but that didn't rush a ton of guys when they played the bills in week three, gave Josh Allen a little bit of trouble. This is a game where Josh Allen will have a chance to take some shots, but he has to revert back to pre Chicago form and not take too many risks because you can't turn the ball over against the Cincinnati Bengals and expect to win the football game. You can't. And the Bengals are not a huge takeaway outfit either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're bottom six overall in the NFL in total takeaways. So you don't want to give them these easy uh, short fields for that good offense. And, and like you said, I mean, this game plan for the Bengals, this style for the Bengals has worked against the likes of mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and, and offenses that have been hard to slow down. Right. And this, they have a blueprint for stopping high powered offenses with this three man rush. And you wonder why like more teams don't do it. They have the personnel to do it with those coverage linebackers they have mm-hmm. and Wilson and Pratt and, and you know, the solid safeties they have. So, I mean, the Bengals have the personnel to, to, to get away with these three man rushes. But like you said, I think, exploiting the matchups on the outsides between, you know, against Cam Taylor Britt and against Eli mm-hmm. Apple is probably where if you look at this matchup on paper, that's where the bills potentially could have the most success. But we know <laughs> that they're going to have to yeah. limit the mistakes. So um, it's going to be a very interesting chess match from, from that standpoint. Yeah. I mean, is this going to be a Stefan Diggs game? I mean, he's going to be going up against guys like Eli Apple, guys like Cam Taylor Britt, I also expect him to be bracketed a ton in this football game, but do you expect Stefan Diggs to sort of get back to being a guy who's targeted 10 to 15 times a game in this football game? Yeah, I do. In my notes, I wrote down, this is exactly where I wrote outside cornerback. Eli Apple is where the Bengals can be exploited. Do we see more digs mm-hmm. in this game? Do we see him operate at a higher volume after a few quiet games? Gabe Davis should also be able to do some work 
on the outside against Tam Cam Taylor Britt. So it's like, for me, like this should be a Stefan Diggs 12 to 14 target game for him. And even if he's bracketed, like I'm fine mm -hmm. getting him involved, even if it's not, there's not going to be a ton of yak or if there's not going to be a ton of like, um, you know, yards per target, like, you know, air yards per mm -hmm. target or whatever. I, I, if he's able to get open for six, seven, eight yards a clip, like I'm going to take that all day and I'm going to move the ball down mm -hmm. the field against the Bengals defense on the outside if I can. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got in my notes here, I want to see the offense funneled through Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, and James Cook. Those are the four guys I want to see the ball in the hands of the most. And then from there, I want you to sort of pepper the ball into some of the auxiliary weapons, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie. What kind of strategy do you want to see from the Buffalo Bills offensively? What do you want to see this Buffalo Bills offense look like in attacking the Cincinnati Bengals defense? Well, I do think it's going to be a little tough for the Bills to run up the middle of this Bengals defense with DJ mm -hmm. Reader in there. So I wouldn't mind seeing some wide zone with Singletary. Same thing for Cook. We've seen Cook have success with that, especially against the Bears um, and in other games as well. So I'm with you. I like, I want to mm. see a lot of Devin Singletary and James Cook in that, you know, that wide zone running. And I want to see what James Cook can do out of the backfield. Now, with that said, Jermaine Pratt is the top coverage backer in, in the league. So that's going to be an interesting matchup, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, Cole Beasley in the slot, like Mike Hilton's been a pretty good coverage corner in the slot this year. Like he's graded out pretty well. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, successful the bills will be and exploiting that specifically but if you could get a situation maybe where you have james cook and, and dawson knox maybe flooding um the same area of the field and kind of forcing a guy like jermaine pratt or a guy like mike hilton if he's covering down in the slot like force them to decide right and, and maybe that's an area where the bills can come up with some interesting concepts schematically to get guys like knox and cook um mm -hmm. sort of in the same areas of the field to force the Bengals hand a bit. So um, the one difference I guess I would say I would have is I wouldn't mind um, seeing a, a little bit more Gabe Davis from a volume standpoint in this game. I know that doesn't necessarily always translate and he's mm -hmm. not a super efficient receiver as we know, but I do think you could, from a volume standpoint, maybe this is a game where instead of Gabe Davis having mm -hmm. four catches, maybe he has six, right? Maybe he has six catches in this game, which is a, which is a six, you know, 33% increase from his like normal four type yeah. catch game. So I wouldn't mind seeing a little Gabe Davis as well, getting targeted on the outside um, as like more of a primary option. Yeah. Taking a look now, the Buffalo bills defense versus the Bengals offense. Again, Jordan Poirier expected to play. If he's not, I would expect probably Dean Marlowe uh, to step into that role. But I'm expecting Jordan Poirier to play. I'm expecting a heavy amount of Dane Jackson because I think the Bills will be playing a lot of zone this week. And then Boogie Basham rejoins that defensive line rotation for the Buffalo Bills as well. And this is the offense they're going up against. And there's a lot of names here. Yep. At quarterback is obviously Joe Burrow. At running back, you got Joe Mixon. And then you got Samaje Pirine, who has really popped off. Uh, when he's had an opportunity to play and he's their passing down back at wide receiver, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You even had Trenton Irwin, their fourth receiver, go off for two touchdowns last week. And then they obviously have Hayden Hurst coming back at tight end. A lot of weapons for Joe Burrow there. Their offensive line has been a problem in years past. It's been better this year, but I wouldn't call it great. 
They just lost Lyle Collins for the season, their right tackle. So they're going to be going left to right. It's probably going to be Jonah Williams, Corderell Volson, the rookie at left guard, Ted Karras at center, Alex Kappa at right guard. And then it's probably going to be Adenji at right tackle, the guy who started at right tackle in the Super Bowl for them last year. But it also could be Jackson Carmen. But my expectation is probably going to be Adenji there at right tackle. The Bengals offense is fifth overall in DBOA, eighth mm. in the pass, fifth in the rush. The Bills defensively are fourth in DBOA, seventh versus the pass, and third versus the rush. What are your initial thoughts on this matchup where DVOA-wise they're practically tied uh, between the Bills defense and the Bengals offense? I mean, this is this is a juggernaut, right? I mean, the mm. Bengals, Joe Burrow and that Bengals offensive line were, were getting him killed early in the season. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow's um, you look at Joe Burrow's numbers from early in the season. He was sacked seven times in week mm -hmm. one, six times in week two, and then they kind of got it together. And there was a uh, a game in there where he got sacked five times by Cleveland, but he hasn't been sacked more than twice in the last um, in the last seven games. But he has been sacked the fifth most uh, in mm -hmm. the league this year. So this is a team that has a ton of weapons. But this is a team that if you can get to Joe Burrow and bring him down, you can really put him behind the sticks. Now, I am, I will say that this is the best offense the Bills has played this year, mm -hmm. including Kansas City, like at the time. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like the Bengals offense is just humming right now. And with all these weapons back, it's going to be a challenge for the Bills. Higgins is not, Higgins is a matchup nightmare. I don't like that matchup for Dane Jackson. Um, Jamar Chase is an absolute stud. He hasn't looked any worse for the wear since he's been back from that mm -hmm. hip injury. And Trey White's going to have his hands full there. Um, Tyler Boyd's a really good slot, and Hayden Hurst's a good tight end. Smaji P. Ryan, you meant like they have guys all over the mm -hmm. field that can do damage to you. And so, um, and I didn't even talk about Joe Mixon as a really, really good running back who, by the way, can catch the ball out of the backfield himself. Yeah. So, this defense, this Bills defense is going to have their hands full. Um, it's going to be a great test for them to kind of give them a measuring stick uh, to where they are headed into the mm -hmm. postseason because um, it doesn't look like really New England's going to be much of a, a a measuring stick for them to really tell where they are in the last week of the year. So this is a great measuring stick for this Bills defense. This, this Joe Burrow-led Bengals offense is really, really good, um, and they're – I mean, you mentioned the DVOA stats, but they're on a seven-game winning streak. Burrow's in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. He's got 39 total touchdowns on the year. And so um, it, it's, you know, they're the fourth-best offense on third-down conversion rates. Uh, so, like, they're just really good across the board. Yeah. And um, you look at any of their DVOA statistics, they're really not worse than, you know, top half of the NFL in mostly every DVOA statistic mm -hmm. offensively. Looking at SAS, some of their offensive tendencies, they're exclusively essentially an 11 personnel team. And why wouldn't they be with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and, and Jamar Chase? They, when it's not, when it's, when the game is competitive, when it's not a blowout towards the end of the game, snaps that don't matter, they're almost exclusively 11 personnel. Every once in a while, they switch it up with 12. Fifth highest shotgun usage in the league. Uh, other than that, 31st in motion, 30th in play action and 14th in RPO. Not a lot of gimmicks from this offense. 
They are 26th in running into a stacked box and second in running into a light box. This is usage, not effectiveness. So if it's a stacked box, they're not going to run into it. They're obviously going to try to throw it on you. And if it's a light box, they're going to utilize Joe Mixon and, and Samaj P. Ryan, and they're going to run the football. They're first in the uh, usage of short dropbacks at 78%. I think that's had a great deal of improving the sacks given up from the beginning of the season. So I don't expect the Buffalo Bills to be getting a lot of sacks on Monday night. Tyler Ball Boyd called the Bills defense vanilla in a press conference this week. Uh, but you could probably say the same thing about the Bengals offense. They are simply about winning their one-on-one matchups, and they're damn good at it yep. because they have superstar players all over the field. They have superstar players all over the field, and Joe Burrow's accurate as hell with the football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that guy throws such mm-hmm. a catchable ball. He throws in such a nice spot. Um, you know, he's really, now that he's felt that confidence, mm-hmm. right, and not having to get rid of the ball or being jittery after those first couple weeks of the season, and he's gotten into a groove, like, he is just laying it in there. You mentioned Trenton Irwin. A couple of those touchdowns he caught against New England, I mean, those were just, like, dropped right into the basket. Uh, I mean... Joe Burrow is playing with a ton of confidence and he's putting the ball where he needs to. And when you can do that with the weapons he has, it is really tough. So like, I agree. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's going to come down to execution for both of these teams, whether it's the Bengals on offense, winning their one-on-one matchups. And if the bills are a villain, vanilla defense, which fine, I mean, he's not wrong necessarily because the bills are, are mostly about communication and execution anyway Mm -hmm. on defense and, and being where you're supposed to be. Who's going to execute better? Who's going to make fewer mental mistakes? Like that's that's likely what this is going to come down to, and this is likely why you're going to see. I would envision a fast moving clock, not a ton of stoppages, and it's going to come down to execution for this mm-hmm. Bills defense and, and trying to get the Bengals off the field on third downs. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, my expectations for defending defending the Bengals... And there was a ton of great work on cover one this week talking about covering this Bengals offense. Eric Turner did a great breakdown video. The film room guys talked about it. Anthony talked about it this week uh, with Bruce exclusive, the, um, you know, the cover one guys with Greg and Aaron, they, they, they've all talked at length about how do the Buffalo bills go about stopping this Cincinnati Bengals offense, or at least slowing it down. And this is sort of the cliff notes version. This is sort of what, what I expect heavy zone which means I expect to see probably Dane Jackson take a majority of the snaps at CB2 in this game. I expect in the bracket, Jamar Chase and T Higgins for most of this game, and they're going to make Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst and even Joe Mixon to a degree have to beat them. They're not going to lose this game to Jamar Chase or T Higgins. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to allow that to happen. They're going to make someone else beat them. I expect the Buffalo Bills to utilize a lot of three-man rushes. Mm. Eric Turner pointed out that Joe Burrow against three-man rushes this year 39th out of 41 quarterbacks in EPA per play with three man rushes. And he's thrown three interceptions out of that look this year. Obviously you can't do that on every down the bills. Most of the time send four or five guys. 
But one of the things that New England did with success last week was they sort of creeped some of their edge rushers into coverage and sort of disguised it that way by dropping their defensive ends into coverage through Joe Burrow for a loop. I expect the Buffalo Bills to do that a lot this week. And when they do that, mix up their pass rush by sending Milano or Edmonds or Johnson as that fourth guy, as opposed to a defensive end. So I expect the Buffalo Bills to give some exotic looks and to disguise some things. And they're just simply not going to let Chase and Higgins beat them. They're going to make the other auxiliary weapons step up. And those auxiliary weapons are more than capable of doing that. Um, so it's really pick your poison with this Bengals offense. But that's my expectation for the Bills defense. How do you think Leslie Frazier is going to attack Joe Burrow in this offense? I mean, I would agree. I, I like the mm -hmm. idea of Greg Rousseau potentially kind of creeping out. He's got those, got that length. He can get into passing lanes. He can get those arms up. That that seems like a decent enough idea to me. Milano blitzing when he does. Um, we know mm -hmm. it's been successful uh, against other teams. And if that can kind of add a little bit of a surprise or disguise element to the game plan, I, I am all for that. The one thing I'll say is like you, we can say we're not going to let Chase and Higgins beat us, but that's going <laughs> to yeah. be easier said than done. Mm -hmm. I do think that the Bengals are not going to be afraid to throw to Jamar Chase and T. Like they're they're not right. No, like they, they like they know Trey White's not a hundred percent yet, <laughs> so mm -hmm. like he's very good still. But Jamar Chase is is, I mean, he's an elite athlete himself, and he and he's. He's what he is. He's a superstar wide receiver. And T Higgins is to me a horrible matchup for Dane Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, whoever's on the other side. So um, I like the idea of not letting those guys beat you, but if not letting those guys beat you means them killing you with a thousand paper cuts down the field, just because you're not giving up the big play. I'm not, I'm not sure that's a great idea either if you're mm -hmm. the bills. So it's, it's, it's just tough. There's no great answer. I don't think I do like the mm -hmm. idea of a three man rush. I do like the idea of trying to make the Bengals decide whether to go for it potentially on a few different fourth downs. Like if the bills can force fourth downs, the, you know, the, the Bengals are actually the second have the second fewest fourth down attempts of any team in the league. And they are the mm -hmm. lowest percentage team tied for lowest percentage team and converting fourth downs. Yeah. So I'll take my chances um enforcing the Bengals short of the sticks and and see what we can do on fourth down because they haven't been great on fourth down. That could be a big story um as well because if the Bills can stop the Bengals on fourth down where they haven't been great in a game where you would expect the Bengals offense to maybe be aggressive and for Zach Taylor to maybe go mm -hmm. for it more on fourth down where he hasn't a ton this year, as far as attempts, that could be an area where you see a little bit of a change too for the Bengals offense. So it'd be a very yeah. interesting. Looking at special teams on paper, the skill positions on special teams, they look pretty similar. Tyler Bass and Sam Martin versus Evan McPherson and Drew Chrisman, uh, two young specialists for them, but they're both pretty good. Naheem Hines does it all for the Bills in the return game, whereas they have Trent Taylor returning punts and Trevion Williams returning kicks. But if you look at DVOA, the Bengals are 20th in overall DVOA. The Bills, they were second heading into the Chicago Bears game. After that awful first half against the Bears, they dropped all the way to seventh mm. in DVOA on special teams this week. Field position is going to be key. The Bills specialists cannot miss field goals, cannot miss extra points, cannot give the Bengals the field position they were giving the Chicago Bears last week. 
and expect to win that football game. You can't. And I mean, ultimately the bills are going to have to make all their extra points. They're going to have to try to force the Mm -hmm. Bengals to kick field goals. Anytime either one of these defenses, I think forces a field goal attempt, that's a win for the Mm -hmm. defense. And so if the bills are, we'll call it settling for field goals in certain junctures of this game, or if it's at the end of the half or whatever it may be, where it calls for a field goal, like Tyler Bass has to deliver, right? You Mm -hmm. cannot, even if it's just three where you feel like maybe it's a, it's a loss for you in getting the three. You have to at worst get the three, right? You cannot miss a field goal and not get any points in situations where you're calling for the special teams to come on and get you three points. So, uh, big bounce back, um, type of game. I think for Tyler Bass should be in the cards and Evan McPherson's gone through his Mm -hmm. struggles a few times at, at points this year. Uh, I believe he missed a couple, either it was extra points or field goals against the Patriot. Like, so like, like, both of these kickers are really good, but they mm. both have had moments in the very recent past where they haven't been great. So which one of these kickers, if not both, gets back on track could be could be pretty big. Yeah, and and with how close this game is likely going to be, the shootout type of game that this game is going to be, I think whichever team could successfully engage double dip could have the advantage in this football game mm. too. Whether it's the Bills or the Bengals, if there is a if you can win the toss, which the Bills have not had much luck with this year, and receive that second half kickoff, and you can score late and then score again, it puts you ahead. So you're not trying to come from behind in what many people expect to be a rather offensive game. So if either team is able to engage in that double dip, that could be a huge factor in swaying uh, who wins this football game uh, on Monday night. And I'll be really interested to see at the end of the first half, specifically timeout usage from Mm. both teams, right? It's going to be a little bit of a cat and mouse game, I think, at the end of the first half and how these teams use their timeouts, assuming they save them and they don't burn through them early. Like if the Bills hit the ball and, you know, maybe there's like a minute and a half to go and do they kind of use their timeouts as they try to get down the field at risk mm-hmm. of giving t- uh, Cincinnati the ball back with timeouts to, to spare? Like, cause both of these offenses could go down the field very quickly. Right. And so I'm going to be really interested to see how like that last two to three minutes of the first half plays out. All right. Up next is our pregame superlatives, but thanks to uh, a lot of the, the YouTube bots and a lot of the YouTube sort of, um, algorithms we no longer are allowed to to show the videos for for these segments unfortunately so there will be no more pregame superlative videos but we're still going to go through the videos time and time again um week in and week out here and we're going to start with our take me higher player of the game so feel free in the comment section to share your take me higher player of the game the star player other than josh allen who has to step up for the buffalo bills to win this football game. And and Dave, who is your take me higher player of the game? Jamar chase only needs 40 yards to get a thousand. That would give the Bengals two 1000 yard receivers. The Bengals are at home. There's going to be a ton of talk about Joe Burrow and Jamar chase. And I think Stefan Diggs is ready to Mm. say, Hey, okay, young fella. Uh, I'm still here. (laughs) I'm still the best Mm. of the best in the league. And it's going to be a wildly entertaining battle to watch both on the offensive side while mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs and Jamar Chase and who 
can outdo the other. So I expect Stefan Diggs to come out and have a big game. He's been a little bit quiet lately, and I think this is a good matchup for him as well. Hmm. Um, again, exploiting those outside players on the Bengals secondaries, I think where you can get some success. So I want Stefan Diggs to be the take me higher player of the game. Hmm. It's prime time. He usually shines in these types of games. He is going to be hyped up. And I think it's time for Stefan Diggs to make his mark on primetime tomorrow night or tonight, I should say, since we're pre Yeah, I and, and I'm with you. I'm not I'm not even gonna change mine because you have the same one. I'm gonna roll with it too, and I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs as well. The Bengals, as you mentioned, have those two alpha receivers to keep up. Our alpha wide receiver needs to be a factor. You mentioned Eli Apple, Cam Taylor Britt. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to try to find a way to target Stefan Diggs 15 to 20 times in this football game. I think he's going to be a major, major factor in this football game. My expectation is for double-digit catches, 100-plus yards, and two touchdowns. I think Stefan Diggs absolutely goes off tomorrow night, and I think he wins some people uh, some some fantasy football championships tomorrow night. Uh, what Justin Jefferson went quiet today. So it's Justin Jefferson walked today. So that Stefan Diggs can can thrive <laughs> tomorrow, um, and and win some uh, people some fantasy football championships. All right, up next is our wild card player of the game. This is a surprise player who could affect the outcome of the game. Who is your wild card player of the game? My wild card player of the game is a guy that at sometimes we would have thought could have been a take me higher player, but has kind of dipped into what I'll call wild card territory. Mm. Um, and that's Gabe Davis. I think that Gabe Davis also has a favorable matchup, whether it's Eli Apple or Cam Teller Braid on the opposite side of Stefan Diggs. I do think that if the Bengals do decide to bracket Stefan Diggs and they shade safety coverage over to his side, um, knowing how good those coverage linebackers are with Pratt and Wilson, I think Gabe Davis on the other side of Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs um, is going to have his opportunities to make some splash plays in this game. And, I don't know that the volume is going to be huge, but like I said, I still think it could be a four to six catch game for Gabe Davis with a potential long touchdown. So Mm. give me Gabe Davis as my wild card player to pair with my take me higher player of Stefan Diggs. As you notice the trend I'm going with here, (laughs) taking advantage of those outside corners of the Bengals is where I'm really honing in my focus here for tonight. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck the trend here with my wild card player of the game, and I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to balance mine out a little bit. I'm going to go with Dane Jackson. I think the the Bills are going to be a primarily zone coverage team uh, on Monday night. I think they're going to try to keep things in front of them, not allow those big long plays to guys like Jamar Chase and to T. Higgins. Jackson's going to need to wrap up in his tackling, and he's going to need to turn his head around and have his head on a swivel in coverage. Mm-hmm. I think Dane Jackson meets the moment on Monday night, so he is my wild card player of the game. I'm not going to predict an interception or – Three pass deflections. I just think that like he's going to hold end, his own. He's going to hold his own. Yep. And by the end of the game, people are going to go, oh, Dane Jackson. He had a good game. So that's my wild card player of the game there, Dane Jackson. And that leads us now to our respect you player of the game. This is an opposing player the Bills need to respect in order to win. Obviously, the Bengals have about 15 of them. <laughs> which which one are you going with here? Man, there's so many to pick from. There's the obvious ones. Obviously, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. Um, Jermaine Pratt's a, a good one, I think. Um, look, you got to respect him. He's probably the least flashy mm. of the of the group, but 
He is really solid, and he obviously sent the Bills to the playoffs back in 2017, and that's Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I think Tyler Boyd has these games where he just like pops off randomly, and they come out of nowhere. And so you have to really be cognizant of Tyler Boyd, sure-handed, mm-hmm. um, really good route runner. You're going to have your hands fall on the outside with Chase and Higgins. That's a known fact. But you cannot forget about Tyler Boyd in the slot. Taron mm-hmm. Johnson's going to have to have himself a, a good game to defend Tyler Boyd. The safeties could play a factor in that if Jordan Poyer's out. I don't love that um, mm-hmm. for the matchup against Tyler Boyd. So you got to respect Tyler Boyd. Don't forget about him. Yeah. I mean, you. what I like about the Bengals, too, is they have their MVP caliber franchise quarterback and then they have they have like two players at most position groups that like are just a really good tandem jamar chase and t higgins it's a really good receiving tandem sam hubbard and trey hendrickson it's a really good edge rushing tandem bj hill and dj reader it's a really good interior tandem logan wilson and jermaine pratt that's a really good uh linebacking tandem and then you even have jesse bates and von bell it's a really mm-hmm. good safety tandem. And then you even look at their, they've improved their offensive line. And then they even have auxiliary tandems. Oh, we also have Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Yep. And then you mentioned Tyler Boyd, Boyd, and my respect you player of the game is going to be Hayden Hurst. Because there on top go. of all of those talented players I mentioned, what did I say the Buffalo Bills game plan was going to be? Bracket Jamar Chase, bracket T. Higgins, make somebody else beat you. So whether it's Tyler Boyd, or Joe Mixon, or Shamaje P. Ryan, or Hayden Hurst, or Trent Irwin, you got to be aware of these auxiliary weapons. And for me, I'm going to go with the guy who's making his first game back from a calf injury in Hayden Hurst, um, hey. because I, th- I think he makes a difference uh, on this offense. He does, and don't forget, it was two years ago, Hayden Hurst in a Ravens uniform burned the Bills for a long touchdown mm-hmm. um, in that game up in Buffalo. So he's had, I mean, different team, obviously different circumstances, yeah. but he's had success. And We've always liked Hayden Hurst as like a kind of mid-tier, lower-tier free agent possibility for the Bills in years mm-hmm. past as well when tight ends came up. So always been big Hayden Hurst fans on the show. And we obviously know Randy is a big Hayden Hurst fan if he's watching. <laughs> so, yes, definitely respect Hayden Hurst. All right, that brings us to our next superlative, our fire sale, our hottest take of the game. What is your hottest take heading into this week? I almost said week seven it is, oh yeah it's week 17 week 17 matchup versus the cincinnati Bengals. It's, it's weird saying that because i'm used to that being the last week of the season my hot take is <laughs> this is this is uh this is potentially going to be dangerous but i'll say this uh my hot take is the winner of this game will be in the afc championship game i think this i think that this team this game being as late in the season as it is, is going to be a huge mm. momentum boost for one team or the other. And I'm, I'm not saying the other team with a team that loses can't recover and still mm. obviously have a successful postseason. But I think because this is the second to last game of the year, because these teams are both going to be, you know, having home playoff games, this could be a real huge updraft for whatever team wins and i think whoever i think whatever team wins this game will be in the afc championship game this year this isn't my hottest take but i'll I'll one up you i think the team that wins this game is the best team in the league these are the two hottest teams in football i I know that that. jalen hurts is i know that jalen hurts is hurt 
But the Eagles are regressing a little bit. They're not getting the turnovers that like they got at the beginning of the season. Their turnover differential is not what it used to be. I know the Packers are on the come up. The Kansas City Chiefs have been struggling week in and week out with inferior opponents. I would say that the winner of this football game has the right to claim that they are the best team in the National Football League heading into week, week 18 and then heading into the season. But maybe that should be my hot take because my hot take is my hot take is this real stretch only because I couldn't think of anything. So I'm just throwing something and hoping it comes into existence. Um, but I think that Leslie Frazier is going to take Tyler Boyd's comments about the Buffalo Bills being a vanilla defense to heart. And I think Joe Burrow throws three interceptions wow. tonight on Monday Night Football. I don't believe a single word that comes out of my mouth right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to will it into existence, and I had to come up with some kind of hot take for today. Usually I'm like, I can like pinpoint a hot take that I feel pretty confident in. There's nothing I can pinpoint in this game that I feel hey. confident in. Joe Burrow's thrown four picks in the last three games, so he has turned the ball over a little bit yeah, more. After, um, yeah, a three so. a three interception performance from Joe Burrow uh, would be nice. All right, to close things out, let's go back to the future with our game prediction, a score prediction, plus a sort of a brief painting a picture of of what you think the game is going to look like. What is your score prediction for this game? Yeah, I'll paint a picture. So it should come as no surprise. I don't think the Bills are winning the toss tomorrow. Uh, I think they will be receiving the ball first, but I do think they will take the ball down on the first drive of the game and score Mm -hmm. through some creative game scripting from uh, Ken Dorsey to start the game. And I think that gives Ken Dorsey some confidence and some rhythm for the remainder of the game. The Bills will have to go back and forth with the Bengals in this game, with the Bengals potentially capitalizing on the double dip after the Bills losing the coin Mm -hmm. toss. They will slow down Higgins and Chase enough, but I do think both of those guys still. I'll, I I think both got of oh, those guys score in the hmm. game. I think Higgins scores. I think Chase scores. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I do think there are going to be some big defensive plays, but I don't think it prevents either team from really putting up big numbers on offense. And I will say that it will come down to the Bills having the ball last in this game, potentially uh, with being behind but josh allen leads them down on a game winning touchdown drive not field goal drive they're down by four Mm. they come down and they get the touchdown and they win by three bills 34 Bengals 31 i like that i think the the bills are going to get out to a slow start uh tonight the defense much like chicago i think the defense is going to come out i think they're going to allow an early score i think the Bengals are going to march right down the field on our defense and i think they're going to score an early touchdown I don't have a lot of confidence in our defense to start the football game, but what our defense has done over the last few weeks has shown a resiliency and they've improved as the game progresses. So I think that the defense will level up and they will adjust as the game goes along. I think the game will be close throughout. I think the bills will have the lead for most of the time. I think the bills will lead the game going into halftime and control the lead for most of the second half. I have nothing but respect for the Bengals. I'm super nervous going into this game. I'm not going to say the Bengals lose this game. I think they simply run out of time and the Bills take this one 31 to 24. All right, Dave, any final thoughts before we head out of here this evening and people start getting ready for the game of the year, really the Uh, regular season game of the year, Bills Bengals. Yeah, I know we got a few minutes, so I just want to say a few things. So number one, if you're the Bills and you don't want to play an arrowhead again, you got to win this game in the playoffs, right? You have to win this game. Um, 
you've proven if you're the bills that you can win an arrowhead. I get that you've beaten them in the regular season, the last two years, but you've gone in, in the playoffs the last two years and you haven't been able to beat them 13 seconds aside. I get it. You can beat them in arrowhead, but you don't want to be in that position where the chiefs who have been beating inferior opponents, sneaking away with wins. Mm-hmm. You do not want to give that chiefs team the added satisfaction or the added bonus or the added advantage of allowing them to play at home throughout the AFC playoffs Hmm. when they haven't really been playing their best, put the chiefs and even the Bengals in the most disadvantageous situation you can going into the postseason, And that means putting them on the road for as many games as you possibly can and having the playoffs go through orchard park. So I'll say that if you don't want to hear about playing an arrowhead again, go out and win this game and then take care of business in week 18. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't want to sound negative either. uh, But it's a lot easier to sound negative when there's no one in the comment section. (laughs) Number one, bills fans deserve a home AFC championship game. That's number one. Number two, if the bills lose this game and lose the one seed, you could probably say that their season, I don't want to say their season's over, but their chances of winning the super bowl plummets plummets if they lose this football game in the regular season because to ask the buffalo bills to go on the road for an afc championship game is going to be a tall task i i don't know if we're as good of a football team this year as we were last year so it's going to be a tall task we were 13 seconds short last year who knows but i also don't think the chiefs year, are as good this year as they were that's last true. year either i, I do I think the Bengals. i don't are think i don't than... think we see the chiefs in the in the afc championship game i think we see the Bengals again and, and I wouldn't want to go to Cincinnati. I would want to play that game here in, in in Orchard Park. But it'll be super interesting. Any other final thoughts before we head out of here? No, I just like enjoy the game. It's a lot of people's like last day mm. be- off of work before they have to go back to work for the year. I'm a big, uh, I hate January. It's my least favorite month of the year <laughs> um, other than the NFL playoffs. So please, Bills, make me happy in January win this game tonight and mm. give me a good taste. Uh, give me a good taste heading back to, uh, to work after being off for the holidays. <laughs> if you're looking to get more knowledgeable heading into the new year, one way you can do that is with a cover one, one pass for $57 a month. You get a sweet official cover one t-shirt and a decal. Plus you get access to all of our premium content, in-depth analysis, including scheme and play and player breakdown, scouting reports and analytics analysis, access on unlimited devices, access to the cover one community, our Slack channel where we have some great conversations and behind the scenes content. You can see in the lower left-hand corner there, Eric having a zoom session with people, breaking down film with people, explaining the intricacies of the game and breaking down, um, you know, that kind of stuff for people in the cover one, one pass community. So that's a great way to get your new year started with your cover one, one pass subscription. If you could please smash that like before you go, Share, share, share. We always appreciate word of mouth. If you think someone would enjoy the Cover One Network or the Air Raid Hour show, make sure that you are clicking that little share button, copying the link and texting or emailing it to them so they can come here and join us pregames and on Monday nights. You can catch us live again, maybe Thursday, Friday. Not 100% sure yet. We'll figure it out and we will get back to you. Uh, You will see it. up on the YouTube. It'll say when we're premiering and uh, we'll announce it on our only social media at this point, because I'm too lazy to do anything else. Twitter. Uh, So we will announce it there as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much 
And until next time, go Bills. Go Bills.